Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour nothing of the NRL tour. Another round in the books after a very decent long weekend. And Brock, anything in particular take your fancy? No, plenty of chocolate. Uh, but yeah, it's all wrapped up now. It was a, a long weekend. Um, definitely a long weekend. Mm. Well, I had a long weekend. In many, in many ways. Mm. We're all hurting, I think. Uh, you mm. found your way to a few beverages last night before the Penrith game. I found myself uh, drinking plenty after going to watch the Canberra-Melbourne game. Mm. So... Good all round, but starting off as we always do with a fast five, highlight, low light, best player, worst player, and uh, any questions to arise from the weekend, what was your highlight? Uh, the Dogs v South game on Friday was a cracker. I uh, really enjoyed it. Um, I thought South looked like they are going to win it the whole way, and uh, the Dogs, they just found a way to win, and they've been uh, making that a habit lately, uh, four, or three, sorry, one point wins in a row, so uh, impressive. Mm, what a, about pe- a piece of history along with that, but... Uh, my highlight probably also ties in with my low light. I went down to Canberra to stay with uh, Vaughn and catch up with a few of the old Canberra boys and obviously good timing because Melbourne were playing. So I thought I'd be going down there to watch a Melbourne win. They didn't win, which hurt, but uh, Vaughn got the score, the game-winning try. So uh, we had a very good night. It was a good weekend. It was always good to catch up with your mates, but it's uh, always good when they get to have a moment like that and uh, he, he won't be forgetting that anytime soon, that's for sure. No, that's for sure. It's, uh, what about your low light? Uh, the foreign try. Bureau obstruction. It was plain as day. I think this will be everyone's low light um, or close to and just the referees in general. I thought the call yesterday in the uh, Eels-Tigers game, I was I was okay with that one being an obstruction, but um, for the, you know, the Bureau one not to be an obstruction was ridiculous. I... I I lay the majority of the blame. I know a lot of people are shooting the video ref. I lay a lot of the blame on the referee on the field. He called it a try, mm. referred it upstairs. Um, everyone's shooting the uh, shooting the video referees um, on the <coughs> night, but I thought it was plain as day. It happened right in front of him. No one had a better view. Uh, and then the other one, obviously, is the Sisawanga one, which looked like he got over the line. I think the process failed the referees there. I, uh, I think... You can't see that he got the ball on the line. You can't actually see the ball on the grass on over the line, but I think it's plain as day for everyone to see that it, it, he got the ball down over the line. Mm. Um, so I think the process, the fact he called it no try on the field, they couldn't find any video evidence to, to show that it was clearly on the ground, so they had to stick with that decision. So I think the process failed them there, but we've been saying it for weeks. The referees, are they're a sham. Yeah, well, the they're, mine they're is... horrendous. And 20 penalties a game... I mean, last night in the Titans-Penrith game, you, there's some stuff that you, they're penalising. You just go, 
Well, what's doing? Yeah, well, what that, are they penalising? That's what I was going to get at. Not only the Cowboys won, the Storm call, uh, obviously the Eels obstruction, which was different again to the obstruction. Well, I thought he took a dive. Yeah, he did. I still thought he was it was also the inside shoulder rule. And then you look at the example in the Dog South game that they let go because Sutton got across. But uh, other people thought that should have been a no try also. It doesn't. I, this is the other thing. I don't understand why people go, oh, he still got there. But yeah, the defender took, uh, sorry, the offensive decoy took time away from him to defend the play. Mm. Well, so he would have got there earlier. So he's a better chance of defending the play. So that's that's rubbish. That's, yeah. that's a rubbish excuse. Well, all those calls are pretty bad. But the one that got me, again, I was sitting there last night with Vaughn. We watched the Panthers game. The one thing out of that game and the Eels game and the couple we watched on Saturday, the amount of penalties the ref blow just for simply dropping the pill. Yeah, he looked at me a few times. And go, a Do you reckon he raked that? And then we watched the replay, and I looked at him and said, "Well, no, you know, they just seem to every time the ball comes out, yeah, they get on the whistle." No, it's a bit. It's a lottery. But it's then, a, then we watched another game where we both sat there and watched the ball get kneed out, and they caught a penalty. And then it happened another time when it's the, a clear the rake and the, it's a drop. The knee was in the ruck again, and they didn't blow it. And yeah. I, he looked at me and said the same thing again. And I said, "Well, I can't help you." <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, we're both pretty confused sitting there watching a couple of games yeah. uh, on the weekend. And I've been saying for weeks that they're trying to get involved too much. Just and back yeah. off. Keep the whistle in your pocket. If you have to make a call, make a call. Otherwise, let the game flow. A more positive, uh, what about your best player? Trent Hawkinson. Uh, I know he's, he's slotted, I think it's three field goals in three weeks now. And oh, I still three games. Them, so. um, but Jared Hayne as well. I thought he was great yesterday in the Parramatta loss. Uh, he obviously came up with some poo plays as well, but... I think he's getting back to near enough to his best form. Mm. I thought uh, they were both pretty good. Uh, I thought Foreign, despite the controversy, yeah. did a good job. And uh, James Graham and Sam Burgess, I thought they were both Graham massive. Was good. And yeah. they, had, they had a huge war with each other, but I thought they were both huge in that game. So, yeah. Uh, what about your worst? The refs. Yeah, fair enough. The refs. I really couldn't come up with a team. I think the Cowboys... Uh, they got dotted, but they, they still didn't close that match they out like the they should have. Same as Melbourne. Uh, I think they've said the same thing. They should have finished the job. I thought the uh, the Penrith-Titans game was the worst game of the round. I thought it was pretty poor stand at both sides. Uh, they shouldn't have given out two points last night based on uh, the way that game was played. There's errors and penalties, and it was just a dour game, but uh, Penrith got the, the points in the end, but... Uh, it was a pretty poor game. Well, my worst was Newcastle. Uh, you know, people were like, oh, they got over the line and they're okay, but just, just ordinary. I still think that, uh, you know, similar things I said at the start of the year, that they're aging a bit in the middle. Their outside backs have to do too much work for them. Uh, you know, they, they don't have a nine. The halves, you could see Mullen in one of those chases there where he tried to track somebody down. He's not healthy either. But I just thought, you know, that they were pretty basic. Yeah, they really. Brisbane needed. were good though. I thought Brisbane were impressive. Well, I'm just saying in general, I think Newcastle need a bit of a revamp. Yeah, uh, I know that they're happy and Wayne Bennett's happy with what he's got, but I still think they need a revamp. Yeah, they need to get on the market. I haven't heard much, and obviously there's still the Tinkler side of things and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's about time for a bit of a shake up there. Yeah, for sure. sure. But no, what about any questions? You got anything coming out of the round? Yeah, how do you fi- fix the, uh, the interpretation of the obstruction rule? Good luck. Just uh, I liked how they had it last year, the start of last year, and I know I was I was on my own in a, in a lot of ways, but I thought it cleared it right up. I thought we were getting more right than we were wrong. Mm. Well, if you go in and you make contact, it's a penalty. Yeah, I'm with you there. Or if you I, run on the inside shoulder, if the defender initiates the contact, well, that's all right. Fair I'm getting that. I still think Brooks. But if not, I thought Brooks made a bad read. To be honest. He was no, stuck. I thought Brooks was trying to move out. Brooks was in the, the chair, and he, I thought Dave Gower ran a good line. He got on the inside shoulder. I thought he froze and got stuck in the chair. 
So mm. for me, I thought that one was a try, but you know, other people argue otherwise. And then you look, look at that one on Friday night, and they, you know, but the Bureau one, that one of all, if you blatantly stop in the line, it doesn't matter. In if the Ray dictionary, got a piece in of, the dictionary, stopped, that's an obstruction. He stopped in the line. That's the the. You know, most blatant uh, incidents of an obstruction that I've ever yeah, seen or yeah. I've seen this season. I didn't think David Gower could have done much more. I, I thought, thought he pushed the wrong button. I thought he ran a beautiful line, held him right there, and I don't see how you could give any love to the Tigers there. Brooks fell for it. He Bro- took a dive. Yeah, Brooks fell for it. If you make a bad defensive read, and Gordy said it last night, they uh, you know they used to get told to push across, but now you just fall over. So the fact that he bit so hard on Gower and got stuck in the chair, I don't see you could blame. I thought he was clipped. I, I, I could, I was okay with that one. I thought that one was a really dicey one. That was, I you know, I, I, either way you could make a case for a try or no try on that one. But but the Cowboys, the Cowboys one, no yeah, way. It's horrible. It's nine percent. Yeah. yeah, it's no try. Well, I got a couple. Uh, well, Glenn, uh, Glenn Stewart to South Sydney. Yeah, pretty what, crazy. what does that do for them? You've got to look at obviously the fact that Sam's gone, but they've still got. George and Tom, Tim Grant's going there now. He's going there. Um, you know, what impact do you think that's going to have? And do you think he'll play well for Souths? Because you know they've been thick as thieves. The pair of the Stewart brothers. Uh, he's playing fairly well at the moment, Glenn Stewart. Uh, yeah, he's injury free, I think. Uh, I think he'll slot in nicely there. I think they. What about they attitude need or you know just generally? You know, I know he's signed for two years and oh, all mate, that. You're a professional. Can't question that, but you know, it's it'll just be interesting there. to see now what happens with Brett Stewart because you know all the. Well, uh, the one talk coming out of there has been that they're going to leave together. But yeah, yeah you guess what though? That's the one thing I was going to say on the flip side of it. For all that talk, he can't. Greg Inglis is there. Yeah, I understand. He's not that, going to south. Yeah, I don't know. That's the I one. That, are they going to back up what they've said? And you know what? Manly, after his uh, drink driving charge on the weekend, which I'm sure we'll get to later, but well, they've got every right to. They've got Peter Hiku there. I, I'd say ta-ta to Brett Stewart. I've got to be honest. I. I He's on a lot, a lot of money there, and they've got Peter Huku, who he's not as good at the moment, but he's definitely got the potential to be as good as Brett Stewart. Uh, I'd be very close to saying ta-ta. All I thought was... But to answer your question, I think they're, they've got good halves house, and they're struggling uh, for a lock. You see what happens when they move Sutton there, they struggle in the halves. Obviously, if Kiri comes back, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but... I think you'll give them some uh, variety in their attack, which well, is what they need. If Ben Teo's leaving, which is pretty much been thrown out there right now, I'd be pretty happy if I had Glenn Stewart and Kiri and Sutton next year. That almost have four sort of bodies there that can all kind of ball play. You'd probably be able to release Sutton to an edge. It's a two-year contract as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's, 30, he's, he's, ter- he's 31 next year, so and he's had ongoing problems with his knee. So Big money? Well, I think today they were talking. He was on a heavily back end deal worth close to 800k at Manly, but they reckon he's moved over for probably five or six. So he's still getting pretty good coin. But you think with Sam leaving, uh, he'd be on a substantial pay packet. So they've made a bit of room there. Got him and Grant. And the salary cap's going up again as well. So yeah. uh, the other one to think about out of that too is they're they were one of the teams also in the ring for Tarek Sims. So still don't know what's going to happen there. We'll have to wait and see. My last question is uh, Benji Marshall. They talked about uh, they want to come back to Sydney and Sydney only. The Warriors said they're not interested, uh, even though he's just bought a house there. The Tigers have said they're definitely not interested, but I think there's probably four teams that could use him. Yep. Who? Uh, Cronulla. Cronulla definitely could. I think yep. uh, St. George still probably, you know, a half short, even though I don't think Michael Witt's done a bad job. Uh, and the Storm and the Broncos. I think the Storm struggled a little bit with Hampton there. I thought they got picked on physically. People were rushing up on him. That's what they put Roberts back in for. Uh, medial strain. I'll tell you know. what, I reckon if he goes to Melbourne, 
you go, well, if the minimum wage, and they said it this morning on a lot of shows, if you could get him for the rest of your minimum wage, would he be worth the risk? And I'd be happy to. And Brisbane's probably the other one. I think they could use a six. Yeah, they could. If they had the minimum wage. But they've said Sydney only. Mm. Well, that's my only flip side. Oh, I think that's my only issue here. I've mentioned those other two that I, I think Storm or the Broncos could really benefit. But realistically, if he's only going to come back to Sydney. But my, my only issue there... Todd Carney relies on Robson so much. He's his safety blanket. Yeah, so well, I think Carney and Marshall are similar players, really, aren't they? They're lateral, they're ball runners. That's half my issue. If you put them together, I think you know it might completely fall apart. Maybe, yeah. But uh, my other thing I'd like to probably throw out there is his last game as a centre was awesome. Yeah. Could you buy it? Same deal again. Minimum wage, why not? If sure. someone's looking for a centre, I think that's the other thing the Sharks probably still need. But there's uh, a couple of teams. Utility even. Benji Marshall in general, whether he's not at his best or not, if, can, if someone can bring him back on minimum money, which is likely going to be the case, yeah, or very low. Worth the risk. Five eight. Uh, you know, those couple of teams need a half. But from what I saw of him running out at centre in his last game, well, like I, I, I'd be easily taking the risk if I was any of those clubs. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and especially when you can't get any worse. No, nah. I can't get any worse. So most definitely, lay it out there. All right. Well, that wraps up the fast five. We'll uh, jump in and review the games that have just gone by in round seven. Kicking off on Friday, we had the Dogs versus Souths, 15-14. to 14, Another close one-point victory. 43,000 rolled in ANZ to watch the game. And, uh, well, you could use a lot of words to describe it. Enthralling, engaging, physical, brutal. Uh, you know, Souths, I thought they did pretty well to hang in, considering Picker went off injured. Uh, Coruscant, Tyrrell for a little bit there. Turner had to go past the scat test and couldn't do it. They hadn't finished up with only one on the bench, so... I thought they did really well and were probably uh, the sharper team for the most part of the game. They were, To yeah. the dogs' credit again, uh, for, they, they uh, pulled off the victory. For minutes, they were the better side, I thought. Uh, or they looked the more dominant side, that's for sure. Well, in um, attack, most definitely, but uh, the dogs just so tough. I, I don't know what else you can say. Uh, their forward pack's ridiculous. I thought Michael Ennis was good in this game. Mm. Uh, he really Come back on. surprised me. Yeah, he was physical. Um, I thought he ran hard. Lafayette uh, was very good. I thought the the dogs had plenty of chances to win it by more. They still played very sideways. They did, yeah. They're both they, their halves. They're, they're, they're another one. They I'm just penalised themselves out of the game too. They they kept piggybacking South down their own end. And people were saying though they're still a half short. But what happens if they do? If they ended up bringing someone in hypothetically, who do you shift out? Hodkinson has to stay at seven. No, they're not a half short. So you know when people are saying that, uh, I think they they both just I think need to get fullback short. I think they both just need to get better at engaging the line. Mm. Hodkinson doesn't really engage the line, and Reynolds just has this sideways crab. A few times there, he went literally all the way to the paint, and then just chucked it back inside. You know, you got to got to engage the line. Yeah, and yeah. I definitely. think uh, if they're going to look for any kind of example, you don't have to see what Kieran Foran did on Friday night and shows you what happens when you do take. But the there's ball not many the halves there around like Kieran Foran so I think that's the oh, issue for the more. Bulldogs uh, but Hodkinson's kicking game is proving invaluable for the Bulldogs at the moment oh, he's a brilliant player uh, and he's complimenting Reynolds quite well but I think Reynolds could be straightened up a little bit more but I, I think that also comes back to the lines that his outside runners are, are running as well when they've got the ball but um, that's getting a bit technical but yeah that's uh, the Bulldogs still having teething problems, but they're winning. Mm, so tough. that's the most important the thing. The tuck needs to be fixed up, but South, I'll have to give them a rap as well, like I said, with all the injuries. Big time. Uh, I still think Adam Reynolds is not really helping out. He's having a pretty ordinary year so far. John Sutton, John Sutton was epic. Uh, he was absolutely ridiculous. He was epic. brilliant in running. Oh, he, epic. 
he made a screw in meters at five eight. He no, scored a try. He kicked very well. I don't know what else I can say about him. Um, and semi Burgess since he's he, uh, could you pick him for Origin? Well, they have the options they're throwing up at the moment. I'd prefer him. I'd prefer him than Reynolds. I've got to be honest. And also, I think at least starting to run the ball. He's straight. He's one for you before we get to the game. The Roosters halves pairing missed seventeen tackles between them against the Sharks. Yeah. So I don't think you're going to have that kind of problem with a body lock Sutton. No, well, yeah, defensively. James Maloney got spotted up hard. I'll tell you year. what, uh, Josh Reynolds isn't much better. No, that's what I'm saying, though. So. All these guys got, will get spotted up, whereas John Sutton is just a man mountain and he gives you that running threat. Yeah. And he showed it the other night. The, the dogs aren't a small side, but. Uh, you well, know. Sutton technically could play in the middle, so. Mm. Yeah. It's an option, but I don't think it'll happen. They're, they're pretty obsessed with uh, their options. Laurie Day, Mitchell Pierce came out today, actually, and said he wants to play in the city country, but that's, that's that, something yeah. we'll talk about a little bit after. But. Uh, at the end of the game here, I thought the highlight for me was the Pommy battle. Burgess and Graham, I thought that was brilliant. Hodkinson, like you said, very good. Thought Tim Lafay, he's just getting better and better. Yeah, um, he is. And James Graham, wow. But yeah, South, it's probably Burgess and Sutton. The halves are still, you know, struggle. Reynolds is still struggling. They're definitely missing Luke. And uh, yeah, just the injuries, I think, probably saw them out at the end. But the Dogs, they've got Newcastle at home this week. So a good opportunity to keep uh, building points. And uh, South, they're away to the Broncos on Friday night. They're one of those Anzac clashes. That'll be a pretty big game after the Broncos bounce back to form. Yeah, big game for South, that one. Mm, massive. But uh, the other Friday night game, we had Manly 26-21 to 21 over the Cowboys. Uh, pretty simple to say. The Cowboys were leading the way. They were looking pretty good. And, uh, you know, it all just kind of turned around. There was a no try to Tamalolo. They were asleep on the tap. Manly went 100 metres the other way. They should have never let Manly back in the game, which is, you know, fair enough. I know the obstruction try happened and it was unfair, but at the same time, no Cherry Evans. They piggybacked him down the field. To all the momentum, situation. you know, that they couldn't have had any more opportunity to close the game out, and they just didn't do it. Yep. And just typical, like I say, every week of the Cowboys, they just let you down. Yeah, Paul Green said that in the press conference. He said, look, I'm, I'm annoyed at that decision, but I'm more annoyed in the fact that, uh, you know, we let him back into the game and didn't close it out. So it's a fair comment. Um I don't know what you put it down to. It's, I think it's a mental thing, the Cowboys. They just they don't have that killer instinct at the moment, um, and they need to get it if they want to play finals football because, uh, you know, you could even go back to the games that uh, they lost during the finals. I know they've had some dodgy calls, and, uh, you know, they've been absolutely caned with the penalty bat um, and poo call bat, but, uh, yeah, they've got to get a killer instinct and a, and a more steely resolve uh, when they're placed under pressure because... As soon as Manly got down their end, basically, they were just letting in tries. Mm. And that's probably... Um, everyone's been raving about their defence, but raving. it wasn't real watertight. Horrible. It wasn't real watertight. Well, though, I'm telling you, that's what people are wrapping the Cowboys on. And, oh, they were all uh, gibbering about that after the Nines, but the Nines is not the 13 side game. And um, If anything, they should be better with 13 players, but their edges, that left edge, every time Manly got there, exactly like you said, they went to the Paul left. Paul Green said it a few weeks ago, bang. the second best defensive record or something, but... Maybe against the weaker sides, but they were they were exposed uh, on Friday night. Some deficiencies in their defence, that's for sure. Yeah, well, they definitely need to find another gear. Uh, you know, I, I can't really pinpoint a particular area that was outstanding, or besides the defence, obviously being absolutely ordinary. But in attack, though, they still don't seem to be uh, outstanding. They, they got a couple of nice tries there through Brent Tate, where there was a couple of offloads, but they still look clunky there. Robert Louis had that one good game couple of weeks ago, Michael Morgan, you know, he was... Yeah, but it was against Newcastle as well. Yeah, exactly. And Michael Morgan didn't look too bad again. He's still kind of growing to that role, but uh, yeah, they, they look pretty lonely with Jonathan Thurston trying to run the whole ship, but to Manly's credit, no Cherry Evans, uh, foreign, he played absolutely outstanding. He got the job done. That left edge, like we said, to Fura Matala, just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. 
at the end of the day. The obstruction cost them the game, yes, but should they have shut it out? Uh, 100% they should have finished the job. Well, even after that, they uh, kicked the field goal. Mm. Kicked the um, field goal. Ridiculous field goal by Jonathan Thurston. It was an absolute cracker. Mm. Um, but, yeah, still couldn't shut it down. Mm. And that, as I said, that just highlights it, not only with the obstruction there, but just in general. Should have uh, easily had a couple more tries on the board and had a much more comfortable win. But, mainly this week, uh, going to be a hard game. They go home and apparently foreign on the radio said he might be missing a couple of weeks. He was in a knee brace. Yeah. So uh, he's struggling. Not too sure if Cherry Evans will be back either, but they're versus Canberra. Canberra will definitely be on a high, and they've been in every single game they've played this year as well. Basically, so yeah. They're, they're going to they're tough side, Canberra. keep uh, grinding out. And the Cowboys, it doesn't get any easier for them. They go home and they play Parramatta, who'd be seething after that loss they had yesterday. Yeah. But you know, Parramatta have definitely been good this year. And it's a game they must win now, mm. the Cowboys, after dropping that one on Friday night. Yeah. Well, the third of Friday's games, we had Newcastle, who, uh, you know, people tried to defend them and said, oh, they got over the line and they weren't that bad. But 32-6 uh, to six says otherwise, oh, pretty ordinary. I've got to be honest, I turned this off after 60 minutes. I couldn't continue watching it. It was ordinary. I thought Brisbane were very good, but I expected this to be a game. It wasn't yeah, a game well, at all. It was no. an absolute bloodbath. So I struggled to watch it, but... Uh, full credit to Brisbane. They were fitter, faster, stronger. Uh, they hit a lot harder in defence. And, you know, everyone was raving and uh, talking about how strong uh, the Newcastle home ground advantage was going to be after the injury to McKinnon. But, God, they uh, it didn't really look like it on Friday night. Nah. And I think the, the time was pretty much set for me. Jake Mamo, plenty of energy, carried that ball back. And Alex Glenn killed him. Yeah. And, uh, it just hit harder. That was just the intent very early on there. A couple of minutes in where I thought, okay, this is, might be one of those nights. And I thought he had a good game, the kid, buddy. Oh, no memo, memo was great. But I think this probably highlights, if, if anything, Newcastle had 20 sets to 12 in the first half and they were down 16-0 until late when Corbin Sims got a weak crash over. Yeah. So they had all the extra pill, all the pressure, couldn't get a try. No, they were held up a few times, but that's still no excuse. You need to be a little more experienced and put some points up with that much ball and uh, the second half, it just pretty much went the opposite way. They had that awesome try through the hands where Copley got over, Hennett got a soft crash over, and they just tore him apart, and 32-6 was the result. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought the halves for Brisbane are getting better. Ben Hunt has been brilliant since the first game, to be honest, but Hoffman looked a little bit better the other night. Yeah. Uh, one of his better games. Hodges, Vito, Barber uh, had a better game, and just the pack. You, you mentioned their forward pack every week. I could ramble all those names off, but they're all origin and class players, so... Uh, things are looking a little bit better for them. Yeah, not much more to say out of that game. Nah. Uh, it was for ordinary. Newcastle, I think it's the same kind of thing over and over again. They got plenty out of their outside backs as far as metres and hard work. Like a guy and Memo and Tedavano, I didn't think was too bad for the forwards, but they're just lacking. Games one in the engine room. Mm. He was alone in the engine room. Yeah. I thought he was the only one that really They've stood They've got no variety in the engine room. Nah. Unless, as you said, their outside backs are doing the yardage work. They get plenty of metres out they, of them. Uh, they're, they're forward pack. Yeah, but then it takes the gas out of them to do it in uh, offence down in good ball as well. So well, they don't really get you're asking chance. for him to deliver at both ends of the field, which, you know, at, at times is fair if your forwards are working really hard, but it just looks like their forwards uh, rely on the backs to get them out of trouble, and then the forwards aren't really doing much down the good ball end either. So well, it's, not, all, it's, all on the, it's all on the one to seven, isn't it really? From full back down to half back. Uh, they don't really have the nine. Uh, no, the forward pack doesn't have much punch uh, or variety. It's... Uh, it's a really strange side, the makeup of the Newcastle roster. So mm-hmm. they're going to continue to struggle unless they can find someone that's going to give them some points and some 
uh, variety on offense. Yeah, well, they got a tough test this week. They're away, like we said, a new car uh, to the dogs. Sorry, and that's not going to get any easier. They're a tough side, and Brisbane at home Friday, the Anzac Day clash as well up there. They've got South, so that's a big game for both those sides. Look forward to watching that one. But uh, Saturday there was two games that kicked off with the St George Illawarra Dragons beating the Warriors twenty to ten. Uh, you know, it wasn't really convincing for either side to be honest, but. I suppose for the Dragons, they'd be pretty happy to bounce back after the, the disappointing uh, result the week before. They missed out on the two points from the free framing. But New Zealand, I don't know. I, I didn't think they were that bad, but they're just lacking. They're really lacking at the moment. It's a similar kind of deal. Madalino missing hurt. Um, you know, they just like the killer punch. They gave people were giving Sean Johnson rap. I didn't think he was all that great, to be honest. He was better, but he's uh, still, you know, you, you judge your halves on how many wins they get you and at the moment mm. the Warriors halves aren't getting them many wins at all so uh, you've got to look in a variety of different areas for the Warriors um, they uh, I don't think they're really they're struggling to score points which is usually not a problem for them I, I don't know why they just don't go back to that Adlib football it's off hammer in the middle uh, though I, I think they're still pretty lonely as far as the forwards are concerned yeah no, uh, Matt Madalino is dangerous know why the hell they dropped Conrad Hurrell Again, uh, second time. Left Dane Nielsen in. He gives you nothing in offence. A uh, very good defender, but gives you nothing in offence. Uh, they're just struggling massively. And Simon Mannering, he said in the post-match, yeah, you know, nothing new to us. We always start slow. So mm. they're obviously not concerned about it. But Yeah, well, him and friend Mannering put himself in a tough position. As usual, did plenty of dirty work. Uh, Marnie was pretty good. Lilliman, good old cement. Nothing new there. But I thought uh, St. George, they had plenty of contributors, even though, you know, they're still... You know, not not quite as sharp as they could be, but Dugan was brilliant. Mitchell Rain put a case forward uh, as far as Origin's concerned. A couple of tries, just over 100 running metres. Nightingale just power slammed his head on the floor with that try. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, he's a good player, Nightingale. And, uh, even the Pommy Cooper, we spoke at him before, not getting too much credit. I thought he was really good. And Merrin, just same old, same old. Since uh, the old cannonballs disappeared, and he was angry about that, very outspoken the last couple of years about people diving into his legs. He's been killing it since then. I'll do that to him anymore. Exactly. Yeah. The old barrel, he's having a great time. But, uh, you know, they've got the crack again this weekend, the, the one we're all used to seeing on Anzac Day between them and the Roosters. There's always plenty of passion and uh, good results out of that one. And They're getting the Roosters at a good time. Yeah, they're still struggling the Chookies. They really need to bounce back as well. But uh, the New Zealand Warriors doesn't get easy for them. And to be honest, you'd usually say this is a danger game, but uh, it's probably the game they need. They always seem to pep up against the Storm. Yep. Anzac Day down there in Melbourne, and Melbourne are not exactly that, all that sharp either. So No, that's a really difficult game to tip, that one. It's, and uh, to predict, uh, they're both just struggling, aren't they? Mm. There's, all, there's a lot of teams surprising us this year. Like I said, even after seven rounds, they still can't get really get a grasp on how things are going. But yeah. uh, we just mentioned the Roosters. They got a win, finally. They broke uh, their little streak of losses that they had, 24-18 over Cronulla. And I think the only way to sum this up is they're just winning simply on talent. They're not really doing the, mess. the dirty work they did last year. They're not the side that was getting... Norts in defence or give them that little bit extra. Every bit of Sharks' effort to get themselves ahead, it just seemed uh, once they did, the Roosters go, OK, now we need to get a try. Yeah. And they sort of did that. But, you know, they had a million line breaks. They had a bunch of offloads. They started the same way they did the week before against Parra with a line break and bombing a try. Numerous other opportunities bombed. You really thought they could have probably put 50 on them, but they just didn't. No, they didn't. And they, uh, um, they struggled. They really struggled, mate, but they won. So yeah. uh, that's a nice change for them. They could have easily won the week before uh, and the week before that. So we could be sitting here going, oh, how good are the Roosters going? So they're, they're not far away. Uh, they've got a win here, which will 
you know, propel them up the table a little bit, but um, it's an important two points, and they're only going to get better. They still they're a little bit better this week than they were last week, and they if they continue to improve at that rate, they're uh, you know they're going to come good, and they're going to be a dangerous side. Yeah, well, Paul Gallen, good signs for New South Wales. He was absolutely epic uh, on his return there. Thought Fafita had a... It was a surprise return, wasn't it? No one really saw it coming. He was really he was really good. He was good, uh, I thought Fafita was pretty quiet, but uh, Fecky, good to see him back in. I thought he had a really good game. And Ricky Latella, he had that cracker moment there, beating Sonny Bill and a few other blokes to crash over. That was a good try. He was Late pretty solid. But, um, for the Roosters, no surprise here. Roger Tuolasa-Shep, that try that he set up for James Maloney after he danced around there and made everyone look ridiculous was uh, brilliant. Sean Kenny Dowell over 200 metres, Cordner, Moa, all pretty solid, but just uh, Maloney in particular, I think he's really struggling this year. He is, yeah. He's struggling big time. He's, uh... he's not breaking the line like he was. He's not hitting holes. He's not getting try assists or backing up. Like You're so used to seeing him just involved in everything. Uh, I can't really think of a game this year I've watched and thought, you know, Maloney's I thought he dominated it, yeah. He's just kind of faded out. But uh, he really needs to sort his form out. He'll probably have to play in that city-country game. Mitchell Pearce, like we said uh, earlier, come out today saying he doesn't want to be arrested, even though you know he's pretty much a shoe and he reckons he wants to play in that game. Mm. So I'm a little bit surprised about that. Well, well, if, you, if you're picked... Maybe he wants to play in that game to prove that he is one of the better halves in the Well, he's still going to get picked as well. spot. So but it doesn't matter. I think, I think it's the right thing for him to do. He's obviously showing that he... He's confident that he is better than the other blokes and he's going to out, try and outplay him. Mm. Well, from Laurie Daly's point of view, though, if you're going to pick him, it's not going to change his opinion at all. So no, I understand that. He, I think I, it's more, for, more for a public pressure standpoint that he's doing it. But Now, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But we, so. uh, we're quick to remember, uh, quick, sorry, quick to forget that uh, the carve-up he copped post-Origin last year mm. uh, was probably overshadowed a little bit because they won the competition. So. Yeah. Well, he cops it every year for some uh, reason, but, uh, you know, he'll definitely have to serve it up this year. Matty Johns this morning reckons uh, we're a shoe in to win it this year, which mm. I was pretty surprised to make a call like that. Well, you look at how Melbourne are going. Well, he, had, he has a theory that the two games up there is not such a bad thing. He reckons we usually put so much emphasis when we have two games on winning the first one that we go up there, get clubbed and come home and struggle. with all the pressure. He thinks this year if they go up there and do the same but in Queensland... Yeah. that we come home without the pressure and get the job done. But I don't know. You know, He's talking about Hayne and Jennings and these guys being in form, Gallen coming back. But I'd like to see the stats on he, who he, wins, whoever wins game one. Wins my, my only issue, and he didn't mention this this morning, he was talking about their core group, you know, Thurston, Slater, Smith, Cronk, playing bad. I, I don't think Smith or Cronk have been playing bad. Uh. Cronk's set up plenty of tries. Smith's been good. I think Billy... And Thurston have struggled a little bit, but at the same time... He's they, not, they were doing this last year, too. Bit, but he's not mentioning our halves to say that their, their core group's struggling. Yeah. Our six and seven that we're supposedly going to have have been horrible. We far out Our nine him. potentially won't be playing, and then we're arguing about the Hayne or Dugan. So as much as you can call those two out, I don't you can call out their core and say, oh, they're going ordinary, we're going to beat them. Yeah. We don't even have a core. I know which uh, four I'd rather... I know which four I'd rather too. So yeah. I was really surprised he called that out and said that's the reason why because we're not even certain on how we're, who we're going to have in our spine. Exactly. So that's that's a pretty massive call to make. But um, the Roosters, they need to keep building momentum. Like we said, it's going to be a massive game against the Dragons. Always is on Anzac Day. And uh, Cronulla, they're home to Penrith. Penrith, you know, they're, they're getting some wins, but I still think they're pretty scratchy. They really need to sharpen up this week. But good chance for Cronulla to go home there and hopefully get a win. So, hopefully. Yeah, have to wait and see. The lone game on Sunday, uh, one that I attended, I, I was fairly entertained, but uh, you know, like I said earlier, I was happy, but I was disappointed at the same time. Very happy for a, a couple of mates to, to get a win, but as a Storm fan, very disappointed with the result. Uh, still lacking 
couldn't close it out, um, particularly that moment where Billy Slater got through there and couldn't show his... I thought the, the pass from Kenny Bromwich was a little early, but, mate, that strapping on those knees, he's lost his wheels a little bit, hasn't he? Yeah, he's lost a bit of pace, but... 22-6, to six, that could have been, and... Uh, I think that hurt. Um, that was the problem. Melbourne did nice the game when they had the chance. And nah, Canberra, and the longer the game went, Canberra got more interested and built more well, belief that they were going to win. To so. be honest, even with the tries and Melbourne having the opportunities, I still thought that besides Bromwich again in the pack, that Canberra were harder. I thought Canberra were giving it to Melbourne, trying to bash them up and, and feed it to them for the whole game, and Melbourne still just kind of cruising. Yeah. And, um, you know, it come back to bottom on the backside. They bombed that try. Croker threw that miracle hand grenade, which was an awesome pass. Uh, that Cam Pesey sweeped on and chucked out to Robinson. So they went into half-time 16-12, which was great. Croker's really kicking well at the moment, which uh, in the end won in the game besides uh, Vaughan's try. That was a really important try, that one. Right, big try. Really, really important try. Second half, same deal again. Um, you know, that Melbourne come out, easy try to Mahe. Thought, OK, here we go, they might put the foot down. There was the controversial no try that followed... Uh, the one before where Josh Parley made an absolute crack attack would have hold up Wacker, but yeah, um, you know I, I think it was a try. I'm obviously always going to sound biased because I go for Melbourne. Uh, they ruled the opposite, and uh, like I this said, this is the Wacker uh, one on one in the, the second one. Yeah, yeah. The, thought, the first one, Papali did a great I job. I thought based on I the, thought he was the on process the process that He's the referees have to follow. I thought it was a no try because they called no try on the field, mm. but. Having watched football for years and years, and years, you know he got that ball on the line. Yeah, oh, he scored. And I'm with you when they they said so, the same thing at the process, but the process failed the referees. But yeah, yeah, there's got to be some leniency in in situations like that where you just go, look, I know we got the ball down. Yeah, I don't really have to see it. Well, even in fast, I, th- I thought the touchy could have made that call. He didn't, but yeah, well, um, you know, with with all those moments, like I said, though, I, I went down there to to catch up with uh, Vaughan and a few of the boys and stayed with him and uh, it's the first time I've got to see him play uh, in the NRL in the flesh since I left down there and uh, what a day I picked to go down there. The, the big man got to score the winner in the 79th minute and uh, they, they iced the game. Well, I, both teams just paddled the whole way and it, there was the game was just waiting for someone to take it by the balls mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, it happened to be it happened to be Vaughan, but I just felt like Canberra... Uh, as I said here before, they just they warmed into the game and they finished stronger than Melbourne. And after about twenty minutes, I thought it could have been a breakout game for Melbourne. I thought Melbourne could have put on forty or fifty points mm. potentially. Well, I, I kind of that feeling as well. Yeah, that I was about to watch a, another one of those games from last year where they gave it to them, but no. uh, Canberra just never went away. I spoke to Vaughan about Melbourne it over the weekend. Didn't put the foot and down either. You so. could talk to any of the Canberra blokes. I'm sure they tell you the same thing, which I spoke to a few of them about. Is they've been in every single game this year. Yeah, um, they're still probably lacking. Uh, a little bit of crispness, but uh, they get enough out of Milford. They stay in the games. They're fighting. Campisi strung seven games together. He's a little more confident going forward. You know, uh, whether they're going to make the eight or not is a different story. Injuries would definitely hurt them. They don't have a lot of depth, but no, they're not making the eight. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're battling. They're, they're doing the right things. They're staying in games. But Croker, Milford, uh, Big Vaughan obviously got the winning try. But the bloke who impressed me. They've been talking about his defence. They haven't really seen his attack. That he, he did well in the twenties, but Matt Allwood, he scored a cracker try. and was really good against Melbourne. So. Yeah. Uh, on the Storm side of things, Jesse Bromwich, that bloke's a freak. Yeah, good player. He could have not done any more. Uh, the first five minutes, he had about four carries. When he got back on, ridiculous offloads, meters. He's just he's just a weapon. And Cronk, he set a couple up again. Smith set one up, but. Uh, their defence, their defence is letting them down. It's been the cornerstone of their dominance for the last they ten or so out years. Shape very easily. They're Melbourne. second last in defensive uh, as far as tries conceded per game this year, which is unheard of for them. They're conceding four point five or something yesterday. 
the second last only to the Tigers, but the Tigers are obviously scoring just as many as they're letting in. So yeah. for Melbourne, that's that's a scary thought that they're you know right down the bottom as far as defence is concerned. Exactly. Well, exactly. And we all know defence wins big games and defence wins competitions, and it's been the cornerstone of their yeah uh, for, yeah their whole culture basically yeah. you know. Well, uh, they, but, it's a mental thing. They need to improve that, and they're going to have to. Even though the Warriors aren't in great nick, they always seem to fire up. And on Anzac Day, I think everybody fires up a fair bit. So I won't see how that one goes. Canberra, uh, another hard game in Manly. But if Foran's out and Cherry Evans are struggling again, this could be another opportunity for them to go swipe a, a win off one of the bigger sides. So I have to go wait and see what happens there. Uh, Monday, we had two games. The Eels versus the Tigers was the first one, and I really enjoyed this game. I thought it was brilliant. It was a great game. The yeah, ball was a great uh, game. I, but, again, it was another game where neither side looked like they wanted to win it. Well, I, I think, I the, I think the you Tigers, can give a little bit of mercy to the Tigers, seeing as... Because they were lucky in so many guys in key positions. Yeah, no but, nine, but, yeah. But, man, oh, man, Parramatta. Yeah. Wow. How didn't you win that game? They, 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 they looked like they were trying hard to lose the game. I know... You know, we had the Sandow's pass. He probably shouldn't have thrown it, but I thought there was a few options there. He took the wrong one. He, he should have probably went over the top. Instead, he threw it straight to that space where Richards was. Well, I said the try before that. Haynes' one was ridiculous, that one. He just threw it to Yeah, nobody. but I, on that play, mm. where Haynes threw it at his backside on play four or whatever, and they picked it up and scored, you could see how hard that edge was jamming in. The only way to get them to stop and have a think is to kick, poke the ball behind them a few times. Uh, and that's exactly what Sandow should have done on that play, not... Not try and hit the runner because you're playing into that winger's hands. Kick it behind him, make him turn around. Worst case, you get another set of six where you score. Well, I'll tell you the next one, time yeah. Richards thinks about shooting up, he knows that there's a possibility of the ball going in behind him. So, Yeah, well, Hayne was brilliant. He scored two, set one up. I know he has one moment of madness, but the person who killed me was Joseph Pooler. Oh, mate. Some of those drops. I, I, the first tackle kick, for Christ's sake. I don't right? know how they keep picking him. But the I first, the first tackle that kick. side up, but he's one that's got to go. The first he just, tackle kick, though. I, I was stunned. I was like, are you dead set serious right he, he just He doesn't know his job, or he's not doing his job properly, because his job is not to kick, it's not to pass, not to ball play. His job's to, you know, do the hard work in the middle. I don't mind many offloads or, or ball play. That's fine. But he was doing it That's in fine, very dangerous spots yesterday. Oh, Stupid offloads. Cut, and he's just dropping the ball. Forced errors, and yeah, the, the kick on the first. I would have yanked him after that. Sorry, yeah. I thought young Paulie Paulie come on and played fantastic. Or, exactly right. They, they so, should have shafted him. Um, you know, why can't you uh, just stick with him? Put him in there. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen much of the New South Wales Cup or Wenny, but they bought Brendan Sandy, who's a great 13 that I really like from the Tigers. He's more of a workman-like 13, but I don't see why not. I'd have to, you know, Parramatta fans would know better than me how Wenny are going, but when he got there, I thought he might have been a bit of a looking for that sort of job. So I have to see what happens there. But, yeah, he really shot me to part. The Tigers' first half in particular, plenty of errors, a bit messy, but... You, you can't knock how tough they are. I know the, the two tries, you could say, yeah, they scored off intercepts, but that's what you've got to do sometimes. Yeah, you got to find a way won. to win. They won. They found a way to win. I thought Blake Austin was really good at nine, to be honest. Yeah, he come was. On. He uh, was. He's he, been good for the last couple of weeks, Austin. He, even before he uh, came up or returned to first grade, he he won a couple of games for the Tigers. Seven tries after like three games, yeah. And he, he's running, I, I don't know, from he was at school with us and down here, his running was always his highlight in the halves, but... I thought out of nine as well, he really exposed them yeah. getting a run. So maybe that's an option. Not saying the one he was bad, but how sharp Blake Austin looked, that might be an option why Farrah's out. Exactly, so, yeah. And uh, he's, t- he's tough defensively too. Yeah. and it's, uh... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Their best start in their history, their 15-year history of the joint venture, mm. five and two. Uh, the field goal and then the penalty goal from halfway was absolutely ridiculous. Pat and the uh, pressure is off Potter. Oh, big time. If he's not, he should be rewarded. Big, I'm not saying they give him some massive six-year ridiculous deal and stupid money, but he definitely deserves a new deal and decent money because he's the lowest paid coach at the moment. He's done a great job. He went through the tough period. He's blooded those kids in, and uh, they've got a bit of an identity now. So exactly good right. on you, Mick Potter. And especially the Benji Marshall stance. Look look at how much dividend that's paying right now. Short-term Look, look who's trying to come pain. back. Yeah, exactly. He's trying to come back. And everyone out there that was saying, oh, they've stabbed him and he's ruined him and all this. When a bloke walks in and says, I want to pay a rise when he's already on money that he shouldn't be earning from the way he's playing and had a year left, he was virtually trying to tie their hands for six years and, you know, a sum close to over $4 million. Yeah, Who's close. laughing now? It's close. Mick Potter. He's laughing. Exactly. So uh, good work by him. They've got the Titans at home this week, and uh, they bloodbath the Titans early on in the year. I don't think they'll get that result again, but, uh, you know, they, they seem to be a little bit of kryptonite, the style of football they played. They're the only team that shredded them this year. Yeah. The Titans. It's a white card as well, so. Mm. Uh, and in the Eels, they go up to Townsville there to play the Cowboys, who... You know, it's, it's probably not a bad time to be playing them. I know people might say they might be fired up and a bit angry, but they haven't showed too much uh, so far this year. Parramatta still showing plenty of promise. They're improving all the time. They're still a fairly new side, but that was a key loss for Parramatta. That's, no, that's a big, big loss. It, it was big. Game. But so we'll have to wait and see how it plays out this week for them. The other Monday night game, obviously we spoke about it earlier, probably the worst one of the round in my eyes was Penrith versus the Titans, fourteen to twelve. Just yeah, Penrith solid but not spectacular. Couldn't shut the game out. Uh, it's probably been a feature, and I think the same deal when I looked at the attacking stats. They're, I think, second last or something mm. as far as creating points. It was 14-6 forever, it felt like, in the second half. Yeah. And uh, the and Titans jagged a late try, and it looked like they might even come over the top and win. Like, yeah, it, was, well, it was ridiculous. But Penrith, they were just playing with their food. They had to eat it. They didn't. Well, uh, I said it last week. They're struggling a little bit. But I said it last week. I know Cleary, uh, in meetings that we sort of had, um, and just stuff out of the club that they thought that they they'd struggle a little bit offensively to start the year just because they've got so many new players um, and maybe the offensive playbook will open up um, from here on in. What like we're seven rounds in, eight rounds in, so well, I, I kind of get a lot of guys in and out. They kept and, rolling people in, but I still think what I said last week, same thing for Brisbane last year. They got two good halves, but they're the same player. Mm. They both organise, they both kick, but neither of them is really a massive running threat. Or Sauer probably could be if he wasn't scared to get himself dirty. He hits the floor as soon as anyone comes within a five-metre radius of him. But, uh, you know, there's plenty of passing going on, plenty of sideways stuff and, and a good kicking game. But I think one of them really needs to start challenging the line to kind of vary things up a bit. Seguiaro, um, you know... I, I, I sort of disagree. I think Peter Wallace has taken the line on a lot. I think if you have a look at how many times he's been tackled with the ball, he's getting tackled a lot. But Soward, I mean, you've got to take the good and the bad with Soward. you He's going to kick. He's going to. He's going to organise. He's going to, you know, do all that sort of stuff. And you got to rely on Wallace to, to, you know, run the lines and get carried and do all the dirty stuff. So well, I still think, I think they've got teething problems at the moment. They've got a lot of injuries as well. So well, I think he needs to come to the party though, as far as running. Because last year, and I've said it once, and I'll say it again. I thought Isaac John was brilliant. He ran the ball. He scored some tries. He made a lot 
for that left edge purely because he's willing to throw himself into the contest a bit more. So, yeah. well, I think I think uh, John and Soward are very similar players, um, in, not in terms of their actual games, but in terms of overall performance. I think they're very similar. But uh, Penrith obviously value uh, Soward's kicking game over John's running game because I think that's the stark difference. If you if you want a runner, you pick John. If you want a kicker, you pick Soward. And at the moment, they want the kicker to get your pair. Because I think that. Yeah, you know, I, their offence is struggling. I get and, that, but to get the pair right for me, I think Wallace can do that job fine. I'd be happier having the switch like most good halves. Yeah, I think you need someone there who's a dominant runner. Yeah. You need someone there who's a kicker at the moment. I think they're a bit too so-so. Seguiara is obviously finding out what happens when you sneak some tries and dominate a dummy half. I think he's kind of struggled a little bit this year because he's such a known quality. Um, you know, they, they really need to fire. And just quietly, why is Mansour not back on Faro's side? Why is he with Idris is not feeding him the pill. No. Idris is just no. Yeah, he had a better game running the ball, sure, but I think he's killing Mansour. Mansour's brilliant down that touchline, and Dean Farah. I think you got to put your best weapons together. He needs to be with uh, Josh Mansour. Mm. So, yeah, I, maybe it's because the dominant dummy half runners like you want. Uh, Wari's a very good dummy half runner on one side. Mansour's a very good dummy half runner on the other side. I, I don't know. That's the only thing I could pinpoint. But uh, maybe the Simmons and Wari thing. Uh, they're good, but I think it showed early on when Faro played with Simmons. He put him over the line a couple of times straight away. I think he creates more on his side. I think you want the, the probably the more deadly of the two wingers. I know Simmons is a good finisher, but I think Mansell's brilliant. Yeah, I'd much rather see him paired up with Faro, but each their own. The Titans are tough again, but it's pretty straightforward. They're lacking points also. Uh, they don't have the greatest back line, so their halves don't get much love as far as uh, you know working with those blokes. But their forward pack's tough. They do a lot of dirty work. Ryan James come back. I didn't think he was too bad. Uh, Bird, Carter's been brilliant in every game he's played, but same deal, lacking points. Jagged that late one from Caesar, but they didn't get the results. So Penrith hold on for that one. I'll be happy with the two points. That's and, been uh, coming for the Titans. I know I've said it for weeks, but that's been coming. Yeah, definitely. And uh, uh, Carty said that. He said, you know, look, we've been in a lot of games and eventually you're going to lose one, a close one. So Yeah, well, four in a row. Similar to Canberra. Uh, you know, the Titans have been in every game except for one. Uh, they're just competing. Mm. I don't think they're one of the best sides in the comp, but they're going to compete, and they're not going to beat themselves. So oh, It's always good when your team's playing tough, uh, especially when things aren't quite clicking as you want them to, but uh, they've got a tough assignment this week. They've got the Tigers away, and uh, like we said, they're the only team really so far to open them up and absolutely shred them. Yeah, yeah I so, think that uh, was an aberration. I don't think it'll be that sort of scoreline again. Have to wait and see how that plays out. And uh, Penrith, they go away to Cronulla, which is always a tough game. Plenty of ex-players. Over there at uh, Cronulla, so we'll have to wait and see how that one goes. But realistically, Ryan versus Jamie Sauer, that'll be good. Yeah, realistically, though, Penrith should be chalking up a win here. They should be. They, should they have be. to. If they, if they want to make the eight, they need to win this game. Mm. Well, that wraps up the reviews from this week. Uh, now we'll get Andrew Brown on, our rep from Sporting Bet, and we'll play our line games and get the odds and the lines. And we welcome back Andrew Brown from SportingBet.com. Mate, how was your weekend? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, fellas. It was nice to have a, a couple of extra days um, off, although you never really feel like you're, you're off when you're watching footy and stuff. But, um, you know, it was a good weekend. Good weekend of rugby league as well, although a few controversial games, which I'm sure you've already dissected mm. um, thus far on your podcast. Yes. We definitely have. And, uh, Brock, any luck on the punt? No, I had a very, very good day on uh, on Saturday on the punt, so mm. happy. Uh, sporting bet promotions, uh, you, 
second places at Randwick. I've got some cabbage back from that as well. So, um, yeah, I don't good. know if you, you this, this wasn't you by any chance, um, Brock, was it? We had a, a punter who's had a couple of successful multis um, last weekend. Um, his first multi, he turned $65 into $97,000. Um, he's gone... This is a four-leg multi. The Dragons to win seven to twelve between 7 and 12. Uh, the Roosters by 1 to 6 into the Tigers 1 to 6 into the Panthers 1 to 6. That was $65 at 1,500 to 1. And he's turned that into just over 97,000. And then he's, uh, he's come back for more. His second one, he's gone the Dragons 1 to 12 into the Roosters 1 to 12 into the Tigers 1 to 12 into Panthers 1 to 12 into the Raiders 1 to 12. Oh. Three hundred dollars at four hundred and seventy to one. Thank you very much wow. for a collective one hundred and forty-one thousand four hundred and twenty dollars and fifty-six cents, to be precise. Mate, well, it wasn't me, but if it was, I uh, I wouldn't be sitting here. I'll give you the tip. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I can tell you right now is, my God, if that was me, my mortgage would be gone. And whoever this bloke is, I envy him. I absolutely envy him. <laughs> absolutely massive win, but uh, me. If uh, Brocco didn't have too much of a big win, and I don't know about you, Andrew, but the only win I had on the weekend was the Bulldogs at $2.15. They're the outsiders there. Besides that, I had a couple of multis crash over. The Eels didn't help me out uh, yesterday. They fell over. The Storm didn't help me out either. So uh, my tipping was definitely better this round, but my betting's still quite weak. Yeah, there was a couple of bad beats too, wasn't there, uh, on the weekend. Um, I didn't have any, any joy in the league, but... Um I did manage to have a winner at uh, Randwick for day two of the championships. And it plays into our promo this week. Actually, if you have a bet on any of the three games on Friday, and if you lose, um, we'll give you a $50 bonus bet uh, to have a play with at Randwick on Saturday. So have a bet on any of those three games on Friday on Anzac Day, and if you lose, you get a $50 free bonus bet for, for Saturday's races. Mm, absolutely brilliant. If it wasn't good enough, you were getting 25% extra on four-leg multis. Now you're getting a crack at the races if you can't get a win on Friday. And uh, three brilliant games, obviously, on Anzac Day. In Sydney, there'll be the Dragons versus the Roosters. Uh, in Melbourne, you've got the Storm versus the Warriors. And up in Brisbane, there's obviously going to be the Broncos versus South. So plenty to look forward to as far as football on the weekend. But uh, jumping into things, we're going to play our line game. As a last time, we had a draw. So it's still 4-2 in my favour. But we kick off on Friday night. We've got Allianz Stadium. It's the Dragons versus the Roosters. And, uh, Brock, what's your line for that game? I've got the Roosters minus 6.5. Well, I've got them minus 7.5. Well, that's a split or a push there, fellas. We've got the uh, the Roosters minus 7-point favourites. 7-point favourites, $1.42 they are. The Dragons, two ninety five. Nice. Well, the other game, Friday, Amy Park, the Melbourne Storm versus the New Zealand Warriors. Brock? Uh, I've got the Storm minus seven and a half. I've got the Storm minus ten. Right, well, the Storm are eight and a half point favourites. $1.36. The Warriors, $3.20 there at Sporting Bet. So, yeah, it's a tough. Yep. Tough one, that, with the way uh, Melbourne are playing, that's for sure. Mm. Well, Suncorp Stadium, it's the Broncos versus Souths. What do you got? Uh, Souths minus one and a half. Yeah, I've gone Souths minus two and a half. Uh, there's another split for you, boys. Should be a cracking game. This one, South two-point favourites, $1.77. The Broncos, $2.08. Mm. Well, Ramondas on Saturday, you got the Sharkies versus the Panthers. Brock? 
Uh, Panthers, one and a half point favourites. Right up the Sharks, minus one and a half. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, tricky one, this one. I, I, I guess it, it could get a lot tighter um, closer to the time, but we are also the Sharks as one and a half point favourites. Uh, so one for you there, Louis. Dollar eighty-three. Dollar eighty-three. The Sharks. Penrith two dollars. I still wouldn't be surprised if money comes for the Panthers. Yeah, I'd think it would, but uh, yeah, just being at home and seeing Gallon back last week, they were pretty competitive. But uh, Saturday again, thirteen hundred small stadium. We got the Cowboys versus the Eels. Uh, Cowboys six point favourites. Six even. Yeah, I got the Cowboys minus four and a half. Uh, Cowboys five and a half point favourites. Dollar fifty three. The Eels two dollars fifty five. We're getting tighter. Mm. They're close. Well, Saturday again, uh, third game on Saturday, ANZ Stadium. It's the Dogs versus Newcastle. Uh, I've got the Dogs six and a half point favourites. Yeah, I've got the Dogs six and a half, so that one's a waste. That's a split. Yeah, six point favourites, fellas, uh, the Doggies. Round about. $1.48. $1.48 versus uh, $2.70 for the Knights. Yeah. Well, Brookvale on Sunday, we've got Manly versus the Canberra Raiders. And uh, what do you... uh, I've got Manly six-point favourites. Yeah, I've got Manly minus eight-and-a-half. Another one for you there, Brock. They're six-and-a-half-point favourites, Manly. $1.45, Canberra, $2.80. Nice. Well, Leichhardt wraps us up. We've got the Tigers versus the Titans. It was a mauling uh, earlier on in the year, but the Titans have obviously been playing pretty tough. The Tigers in good form. What do you got? Tigers minus one-and-a-half. I've got the same. There you go. And your boys are both spot on. One and a half point favourites. The Tigers a dollar eighty three. The Titans two dollars there at Sporting Vet. Mm. Well, we're back to four three. Here we go. Four three and one. I'm coming back. Well, I don't know why we got the one in there. It was a draw. The draw. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. What's well, so, the point of it? Well, <laughs> sure. No one won anything. So we're four and three. It looks like we can't count. That's what it looks like. No, it doesn't. It's fine. <laughs> the draws don't count. They don't yeah. get us any points. But four three. So we've pulled back in a bit tighter there. Plenty of good value, obviously, to bet on the weekend. And, uh, obviously, Andrew gave us the promo before. Friday, any of the games on Anzac Day, if uh, you have a loss in the head-to-head bet there, you'll get a $50 free bet to burn on the races on Saturday. So get your hands on that one. Uh, and there's always, there's no better bet than a sporting bet. So, uh, Andrew, thanks a lot. Uh, have a great weekend, and uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks a lot, Louis Brock. Uh Look forward to listening to the podcast, boys. And, uh, yeah, I'll speak to you next week. Good luck. Happy punting this weekend. Legend. Thanks, Andy. No worries, mate. Have a good one. See you, fellas. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. His Panthers got a win, so he has to be happy this week, Mr. Gossip. It was ugly. Yeah, it was ugly, mate. But um, a wind every game this year, you know, that's it, man. As the, as the cliche says, but you know, when you play the Titans, you know it's not going to be a you know fantastic display of rugby league. No, it's all right. Just <laughs> like they're dragging everyone down into a fist fight, aren't they? That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. And um, as you've seen in all games, pretty much this year for the Titans, they compete to the full eighty, and they did it again. So full credit to them. Mm. Good old trench warfare. But, uh, mate, what about you? What's been happening in the trenches? What's coming in on the emails and, you know, the two tin cans, the two-way, the walkie-talkie? What's the info? <laughs> well, I'm full of good news uh, uh, this week for, for fans, anyway, for re-signing. And um, I guess it gets no better for the Broncos and them announcing uh, yesterday that Justin Hodges 
and Corey Parker both signed two-year deals. Look, no big surprise there, boys. There was a few rumours um, late last year that Corey Parker might go to the Panthers, but um, I, I don't think that was ever really on the cards. So. No. No, he's been there Good for move. way too long to want to leave there. He wants to be a one-club player, so I, I don't see how that was ever going to eventuate. But yeah, um, makes sense. The Hodges one, I'm hoping they didn't pay too much, though. Just off an injury standpoint, you'd be hoping that uh, his pay went down a little bit. And he's getting a bit older, yeah. too. He's a bit of a Does risk. Do you have two years left in him? Oh, who knows? On best form, he does, yeah. But if he, as Louis said, if he gets injured, then, yeah, that might be an issue, but oh, I definitely, that's a risk you take with every player over 30, really, isn't it? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have got would, wouldn't have got rid of him or sent a one-year. I'm, I'm happy with the two years, but I'm, I'm sure there would have been... Uh, yeah, but he wouldn't have signed the, a one-year away. Oh, the, yeah, exactly, but I bet you there would have been some kind of talk about, you know, with injuries or maybe incentives as far as how much money you could make, because he's definitely been a bit injury-prone, but, uh, you know, good good that both of them are staying, especially Parker, I think. Parker's uh, really taken to the captaincy role this year. Yeah, that's right, and, and, and such a crowd favourite up to Brisbane. So, I mean, if he had left the club, the, the town would have been in right, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. bloke's a weapon. But uh, what else yeah, you got for us, Cam? Yeah, we've got BJ Lailua, mate, the former rooster the other night. He signed another two-year deal with the club. But BJ, he's sort of up and down with form. He's had a few off-field indiscretions that we know about. But, um, look, I guess a good player, boys, but, yeah, his, his hands sometimes let him down. But, look, I guess a good pick-up for the Knights. Oh, mate, no, I know he's got some issues, and I know Brock's not his biggest fan either. No, mate, off the field, I'm not Off the field, fan. but, yeah, I'm, I'm a massive, massive fan. I'm not of, a fan of anyone that's been a knob oh, off the field. Exactly, but I'm just saying, for, <laughs> for any indiscretions or anything, I think uh, super talented player, brilliant player, very powerful, hard to handle, and, uh, you know. Well, the only question I've got over him is he, he'll pull a game out like he did against the Sharks a few weeks ago, and then you won't see it for a month. Um, but there's no doubt he's a, he's a super talent. But that's also that comes back to the Knights at the moment. They're they're up and down as well, so you can't really judge him on that. But mm. uh, no, definitely, definitely. Yeah, he just he's got to pull his head in and just uh, play good footy. That's all. That's what he's getting paid for. Yeah, well, that's right. Mm. Right, we'll get straight to the juicy stuff, the stuff that everyone's talking about. And that's Benji Marshall now. Um, some people uh, welcome him back with open arms. Some saying get stuffed. But uh, look, boys, I'm saying flip a coin. It'll either be the Sharks or the Dragons. Wow. Dragons. Come to Melbourne on minimum wage. Uh, <laughs> we need I, yeah, I'd, you have to think it's going to be the Sharks. You'd have to. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're looking for any... Uh, any rock they could turn into a diamond, that's for sure. And especially for, uh, you know, the money, he's not going to be able to demand that big of a, a price tag. And I'd imagine they've got money in the cap. So uh, it seems like a, a perfect fit, especially considering Bo Ryan's there and there's a lot of ex-Tigers. Uh, so it just makes sense. Yeah, and look, it'd be good for the club too, for Cronulla. They're still struggling to find sponsorship and, and, and Lowy Mahoney and Benji does attract sponsorship. So it could be a win for both parties there. Eh? Yeah, most definitely. We'll see how that one plays out. But uh, what else, buddy? What else is juicy? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, boys, I touched on Kristen Hinu. Now, it's getting uh, a lot warmer with him going to the Tigers. Now, they're just waiting on Dizzy to release him. So, um, Dizzy's a bit funny like that. But um, my money is in there will be a Tiger next year. Okay. Not this year? or No, next year. Okay, next year. Fair enough. Um, I don't know. Uh, I've said it before. If he he seems to have this pattern where he needs to move every second year he has at a club, it seems to just fall apart. I know he's uh, 
onto his third year there, but it seems like first year syndrome is brilliant. So hopefully they just sign him on a one year deal and like Brian Smith. send him somewhere else. He does the job for one year and then he's out the door. Mm. <laughs> That's true. Boys have got a good one here. Conrad Hurrell, now we know what a machine he can be. He's been dropped by the Warriors for poor attitude and he's had a bit of a few weight issues, but I'm hearing that Billy Ake is very keen to have him at the storm next year, so don't be surprised if yeah. we start seeing uh, Conrad Harrell and Melbourne Storm rumours start to pick up next couple of weeks. Oh, that'd be tops for Melbourne. All I can say is Harrell Kane, come on down. That would mm. be oh that'd be that'd be awesome. Imagine him running off Kronk. Yeah, oh, it's good oh, fit. It's that, good fit. Yeah. <laughs> that, good fit for Conrad anyway. They do, oh, 100%. He, he can come over any day of the week with uh, some of the issues we've had. I, I like Justin O'Neill, but I'm still not convinced. Uh, He's going to be better than Mahe Fanua. Mahe. Yeah, Mahe well, Manua. There's, um, you know, probably a lack of depth. Money's obviously an issue, so that'd probably be the flip side of it. But uh, oh, a quality strike weapon, no doubt about that. And if things aren't... Well, uh, he's international. He could be the best there in the game well, if he wanted he to. He could. Be. And I'll tell you what, they'd definitely be able to work on his biggest flaw, I believe, which is his defence. Mm. That's uh, one thing I think if he went there and... Uh, well, his attitude. If know, his attitude's a problem, I'm sure Craig Bellamy will sort that out with about three months' worth of army boot camp training. <laughs> so they will line that right out. Otherwise, he'll be out the door. So. Yeah, feel free. Yeah, it'd, it'd be a career move for him, not so much of a financial move because then the storm of re-signed Tom, Dick and Harry at the moment down there. Yeah. So yeah. Unless they can get some serious third party down in AFL territory. But, um, yeah, it'd be a career choice if he went down there and... and Bloody hell! I mean, we've seen how good he is, but yeah, he's crazy. Just got the IQ, just got the IQ of a fucking Sultana, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, problem solved. We put George Rose in a box and we send him over there, and they send Hor- Horrell over. Problem solved. Yeah. They can have George. They can have another fat bloke. Shock me. It makes sense for uh, it makes sense for Souths. We uh, spoke about it earlier that you know whenever they they obviously want a player like Stewart to play lock. Maguire wants a player like that. Um, and whenever whenever they've moved Sutton to lock, the halves haven't clicked for South. So I think Maguire's got to stick with Sutton at six, and then if they can get Stewart there as a thirteen, it's going to work perfectly. So uh, I think for South it works really well. For Manly, well, I mean, he's been carrying injuries for a long time. Well, uh, he's obviously it. a really good player. Where, but... Where's he been form-wise? That's my biggest thing. And age, same as his brother. Where's he been form-wise since they won the comp? He virtually missed the whole year afterwards. Well, they made the grand final last year. He wasn't great last year, though. He came back very late. He wasn't late. as good last year. Oh, no. I, don't, I don't even think as good is in the zone. Um, he, he'd be lucky to be starting in most teams the way he played last well, year. Well, look, if I was Manly, I'd be moving Brett Stewart on. We, again, we spoke about this mm, earlier. Big but, coin. Uh, big coin, and he's that's his second off-field discretion. I mean, obviously the other one went through court, and it's a bit of hearsay as to what actually went on. But, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, and, and that's strike two for for Brett. Injuries. Um, and, I mean, it's it's a 
really crappy time for that to happen. Uh, and yeah, as, as Louis said, he's on massive coin. He's injury prone. He plays ten games every year, and I know it myself. But when Manly, you have a knee the problem. people at Manly aren't going to want to see either. You know, they're going to nah, be upset well, that Glenn's left. left one. Uh, you know, they'd be it'd be a double whammy for sure if uh, if Brett left. Just let, simply let, because they Manly are a, you know a culture club, and they want to see their players uh, be one club players well, and stay there. But let's play the modern. The modern game dictates that that's not. Uh, always going to be the case. Let's play CEO right now, the both of you, and I'm sure you do the exact same thing I would. You sit down right now, Glenn Stewart, you can't afford to keep him, and you need money for Daly Cherry Edens. They, they want to keep Jake Trebojevic as well, which I blame him for. If you're going to move anyone else on right now from their team, it's Brett Stewart. Brett Stewart or Dave Williams. 30. Yeah, he's not taking up any money, though. They already thought of that idea of moving him out to try and keep Glenn. He said that, no, nah, he's not on much at all. He, he's not even making a dent, but. Brett Stewart reportedly got seven to eight hundred thousand, a ridiculous deal last year. He's had ongoing knee problems. He's lucky to play ten games in a season. I know he's brilliant when he is there, but if you can get Peter Hickey like that for two fifty a season to plug that gap and that ties up Daily Cherry Evans so the Broncos can't get him, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Well it's your priority's got to be keeping forward. foreign and, and moving uh, forward. Cherry Evans. You can put the tools around that. Melbourne have proved that. Yeah, well, the half is most important. You keep your nine, your seven, six, and one intact, and you know it doesn't matter who you put around them. So. They've, they've already reassured that they've got Hickey to replace him. Yeah, they've, they've got, got Ballin the for a few more years, and they stole Jaden Hodges, who looked very good for the Cowboys last year as a backup for the nine. So they've already got the tools in place moving forward. Yeah, that's right. But if tomorrow you told me that someone had to go to clear up money and it had to be Brett Stewart, I wouldn't be worried about it because Hickey's there. Gutherson can play fullback. George Defoe was a fullback, as we've seen. A lot of fullbacks coming to grade move on the wing, so they've got yeah. more than one option to fix that problem. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah. All, there you go. all done and dusted, champion. All done and dusted. Well, it brings us back to the tips. And uh, last week we only had one game different. That was obviously the South and Dogs game. Me and Brock took the Dogs. You went the Bunnies. So well, uh, me and Brock. Got... They were a better team for seventy-five minutes. They were, mate. They yeah. were the Dogs. Those super tough three one-point victories. Absolutely ridiculous. But. Uh, me and Brock both got five, you got four, which puts Brock on 28, you on 27, and I'm on 23, so still lagging behind. But we kick off Friday night. There's three games on Anzac Day, obviously. Friday staying. afternoon, Anzac Day clash. Love mm. it. The most traditional yeah, of all. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, I always get jealous I'm not a Rooster or a Dragon fan, that's one game I look forward to exactly every year. Exactly right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we went to Melbourne last year to watch them play the Warriors, and that was a pretty good atmosphere. It yeah, was, it was good. Uh, Pretty jacked up, and um, starting off though, as we said before, the, the most traditional of all these clashes, whether it's the Dragons versus the Roosters, and uh, Brock, what are you thinking? I'm going to tip an upset. I think the Dragons will win. Boom. Well, he's gone there. Why? Oh, I just like him. I, I think the Roosters are struggling. The Halves are struggling. Uh, I think Josh Dugan's having a massive impact uh, for the Dragons. I think they'll be up for it. It's Anzac Day. Uh, this is always a traditionally a close game. Uh, I think the Dragons will win. I, I don't know. The Roosters right. just aren't impressing me at the moment. Well, Gossip, what do you think? Well, yeah, look, if, if, if they were horses, you'd go to the Dragons because they've got the better form at the moment. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Every year, it doesn't matter where they are on the, on the ladder. As you said, it's always a close game. But I think just for the tipping comp's sake, I need to catch some points. I think I'll go to the Roosters just because it's going to be it's going to be a, luck, a ball of the bounce, ball of the bounce, ball of the bounce, bounce of the ball. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, 
I'm going to go the Chookies, and I know they haven't been in great form, and I say every week they're going to bounce back. You just hit the nail on the head exactly what I'm thinking. It's Anzac Day. They're going to fire up. I want to see Jared rip someone's face off. So yeah, that, I'll believe it when I see it. That's, that's what I'm sticking point. with, and the lawnmower and the rest of them. So I, I don't think either of them will be lacking any kind of uh, effort on Anzac Day. But uh, Friday as well, Amy Park, the Melbourne Storm versus the New Zealand Warriors. Bit of a bogey team for Melbourne, but uh, both not exactly in great nick at the moment. So who do you take? I take Melbourne, but with absolutely no confidence at all. I'll probably have a bet on the Warriors just because, as you said last year, they probably should have won the Anzac Day game last year. They should have. Uh, and yeah, uh, they'll be the value uh, at good odds, the Warriors. But yeah, I, I can't not tip the Storm, especially after losing last week. And I mean, they should have lost the week before that at home as well. So I think they'll be fired up. Yeah, well, I'm going to go the Storm. Uh, typical of same old reasons. They're at home, uh, the big three. They should be stinging this week. And my God, if we don't. Uh, have a better effort all round. I, I think we've just looked flat. If we can't get fired up for this game out of any at home after the trot we've had, uh, but we'll this, this just looks like a springboard game for the Warriors. But like if they win here, I mean they'll get some momentum and some confidence. Like I, I just really wouldn't be surprised if they pull one out of the backside of the Warriors. Mm. We'll have to wait and see how that plays out. But yeah. gossip. Yeah, that's the thing. They're going to get down there for a lot of confidence because of the record they've got down there. That's just a game they could win the Warriors. Um, psychologically, I think they'll be up for it. But um, yeah, both teams are pretty much out of form, but I think the song will be just just too good. Mm. Bloody hope so. I'm sick of saying that almost like a routine the last ten years. It hasn't been much of a routine this year. They've been battling, but. Uh... Another one on Friday night. Uh, this one I reckon will be a cracker as well. Up at Suncorp there, it's the Broncos versus South. South's pretty good last week, considering three went off the bench. They had none on the bench for a little bit there until uh, Dave Tyrrell got back. Um, you know, the, they get George Burgess, they get Teo back, which obviously helps out. The Broncos opened up last week, looked very, very dangerous. Maguire, the forwards, uh, Josh Hoffman, everyone that was kind of struggling a little bit looked pretty sharp. So who are you taking this one? Uh, Broncos, they're at home. Uh, I think they'll be up for it. Uh, I think they'll win. South, they're similar to the Roosters for me. They're, they're going okay, but uh, last week they didn't really impress me. I know they, were, you know, we just spoke about it then. They were the better side for however long, but the Bulldogs aren't really trying a lot of teams at the moment. Mm. Um, I like the Broncos. A home crowd will get them over the line, I think. Gossip, the American champion. Yeah, I'm going to jump on the Bunnies for the second week in a row. I'm going to give them another shot, I think. As you said, they've got players coming back, and I'll be too strong. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go south. Uh, last week kind of impressed me. They showed a bit more of that edge that I expected in some of those earlier games, given the circumstances. Very unlucky not to win, and obviously Georgia is back. So I love watching George just pound through the middle. And uh, what have we got here? Saturday, we've got three games as well. There's no Monday night game this week. Uh, Ramondas Stadium. Oh, we're rolling into rep round. Mm. Well, Ramondas, we're starting off uh, at the prison there. The Sharkies versus the Panthers, both... Uh, been pretty dour the last couple of weeks. What, what do we reckon? Oh, this is a tough one. It's almost the hardest one of the round to pick. Um, but I'm going to pick. Yeah, I'll pick the Panthers, just out of hope. Uh, you know, they, they had a good battle on uh, last night, obviously. So that'll get them ready for the Sharks. It'll be a similar game. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just think the Sharks have got more offensive potency than what the Titans do. So, yes. But Carney, Carney's playing terribly at the moment. So Gallon came back, which. Gave him a, uh, a little bit of a, a spark last week, but it but wasn't good enough. And whether they what, can back that up two weeks in a row is a question for me. I think Gallon coming back lifted a massive burden, in particular off Wade Graham, who's been carrying a lot of weight, you know, in some of those games, being the captain and running the brunt. And he played awesome the other night. So Panthers have gone win loss, win loss, win loss. Yeah, and they've won at home 
more often than they've won away. Uh, I'm still going to back the Panthers. Uh, You know, they're pretty tough. They're solid. I'm still not convinced by the attack. I've told you that, but uh, you know, I'm just going to have to stick with them. Yeah, old Slim Carney, as you said, hasn't been elected. No, how good is it, Slim Carney? Saturday again, 1300 Smiles Stadium, free dental work for life for JT, just got to keep plugging that, absolutely brilliant, you know, tie a bit of dental in there but uh, the Cowboys versus the Parramatta Seal uh, Kenny Edwards, he's out this week, Paulie Paulie getting a start and roll after, looking pretty good the other day Kenny Edwards gone four to six weeks with a broken hand, uh, so you know that's a bit of a loss for them, I think he's been pretty good but who do you go on this one, bro? Uh, Eels You go to the Parramatta Seal? I've just tipped the Cowboys every week and they just stab me in the back, so until they win, I'm not going to tip them again. Mm. Gossip, what do you reckon, Charm? I'm going to go to the Cowboys. Um, everyone's riding the heels, and yeah, I guess they played well against the Tigers, but geez, the Tigers had no trips whatsoever. Um, so that wasn't that impressive to me. And the Cowboys are doing up at home. I really, really want to tip Parra because I haven't tipped them more, and I think they've been absolutely outstanding, but. Uh, Robert Louis has been dropped. I'm pretty happy about that. Ray Thompson's gone to seven. I'm pretty happy about that. That's what he played coming through. And they have to be angry this week. They're going home. They got robbed. If they can't win this game, I hope they miss the eight and just go right near the bottom because they don't deserve to make the finals the way they've been playing. So this has to be a win. Round of the week. Yep. Had to get it out there. Saturday again, ANZ Stadium. It's the Bulldogs versus the Newcastle Knights, and I think uh, we're all going to be heading a similar direction here. Dogs. Yep. Yeah, you just can't tip Newcastle at the moment. They're horrendous. Mm. You see Mullen the other night trying to chase after uh, that, you know, the, the breakaway there and looked at him with his leg. He's still not 100%. No, he's not. Uh, Kurt Gidley, I say it week in, week out. They're lacking out of nine. I think they need to give Clydesdale a bit more time there. He looked a lot more dangerous against Canberra than what Gidley has. Yeah. And their forward pack, I'm just not convinced. Tyron Roberts out? I think Tyron Roberts is out as well. He got busted in that game the other night. Oh, I'm not too sure about that. I don't know. But, yeah, make sure before you whack any money on, you have a look. But they're going to be they're going to be long odds anyway, Newcastle. Mm. I wouldn't back them with yeah. Gossett's money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mate, bit of a bogey team the other night for the Bulldogs. It's been a while since I beat them, so... Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they get on the one-point victory, but, yeah, on, on the form, you'd think the dogs would get them by 20. Mm. Well, uh, Brookvale on Sunday, Manly versus Canberra. Kieran Foran, he's out. I heard him on the radio the other day saying he wasn't too sure the extent of his injury. He thinks it might be a bit of a medial. He's in a brace. Uh, you know, Cherry Evans comes back in, so a pretty good swap. Jamie Lyon, he does a pretty good job at six. But the other worry, I suppose, is Anthony Watmow. He's been named, but they're not 100% sure if he's going to play. So what do you reckon? Uh, Manly, Brookie. But the Raiders, yeah, they played good last week. Knocked off the storm. I imagine if they could go Melbourne Manly in consecutive weeks, that'd be a big, uh, a big double to get. But uh, Manly, Brookie, mm. Gossip, what do you reckon, mate? No, I'm going to go the upset. I'm going to go the Raiders. Boom. I don't know why. Not my team. Why? I know. I just didn't get them. I think Manly um, and all the media this week about Stuart leaving, and I just think there's a bit of disharmony there. It's going to go one way or the I'm other. Like, I agree. Yeah. yeah, that's it, man. And, and the Raiders coming off that fantastic win and. They're pretty pumped, and uh, yeah, I think the Raiders will get them. Mm. The Raiders and get a lot of right. yeah, they'll get a lot of confidence out of that game. The Raiders, no doubt. Yeah, well, I had the Eagles penciled in, but the more I've, I only just thought about one thing I didn't think about earlier. They named Brett Stewart, but is he going to play? 
Like, honestly, yeah, is this, this going to be resolved or is something going to be handed down by the integrity unit before? No, he's got to go to court, so he's going to play. So he's allowed... Yeah. Nothing else is going to happen prior. Well, the Watmouth Because thing, you're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, I know. But the Watmouth thing kind of worries me. Well, he blew over, so how's that going to... He's, he's already been copped it, but... The Watmouth thing worries me. Cherry Evans coming back doesn't, but purely on Brookvale, I'm going to go to Eagles. It might have been mouthwash. Not, not for it, not, not for the rating that he blew. He's been drinking uh, Listerine. <laughs> He's been drinking Listerine. <laughs> I'll stick with the Eagles, but with absolutely no confidence. I really want to tip the Raiders, but I'm not going to. But yeah. uh, Sunday, Leichhardt Oval, the Tigers versus the Titans. They got the job done last week without uh, Farrah and Tedesco. Uh, not too sure whether James Gavay got through with his hamstring to play this week, and Akawala was obviously pretty good in the back row last week for Fulton, so... I'm going to go the Tigers over the Titans. Yeah, they can't get that lucky two weeks in a row. The Titans will win. Wow. Mate, they were, yeah. they were very lucky, the Tigers. Mate, that was tough. Mate, they did a, no, t- they no, did a no, Titans, mate. And Parramatta were horrendous. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going the Tigers. Yeah, look, I'm going, I'm going to go the Titans. Um, they, were, they were good against the Panthers. It was a great game of football, but again, they're competitive, and um, I just think they'll just edge out the Tigers. Mm. Well, that's all right. We've got a couple of... Tough. Titans at the moment they're playing pretty tough. Yeah, a few points, yeah. a few points of difference. Brock on the Broncos, we're on Souths. Uh, Brock's gone the Eels, we're on the Cows. You're on the Raiders, gossip, we're on the Eagles, and I'm on the Dragons. I've gone well. the I've gone the Tigers, and uh, you blokes have gone the Titans. And yeah, Brock's gone the Dragons. So there's plenty of points up for grabs this week. Oh yeah, this is where I make my run. This is where you make your run. <laughs> before rep round. Before rep round. All right, all right, mate. Back in your box. Yeah. Well. Let's see how things play out, shall we? See if there's a bit more space at the top or whether I'm just going to just keep falling down. And down must and be down. lonely down there. Nah, it's all right. I like being on my own. Yeah, tops. I can entertain myself. Uh, you put the lotion on the skin. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and the way it gets the holes. <laughs> uh, all right, it. buddy. All right, mate. Enjoy your Anzac day. And, yeah. uh, Have a good week. Yeah, you too, boys. See you, mate. That wraps us up for another week. And as always, a big thank you to Mr. Gossip. So if you want to catch up with him on Facebook, just type in NRL Gossip. His link's also on our page in plenty of spots there. And on Twitter, his handle is at NRL Gossip. Uh, big thank you also to Andrew Brown from SportingBet.com for coming on, giving us the lines and all the odds when we play our lines game there. Just remember, there's no better bet than a sporting bet, so get on to SportingBet.com, get the app on your phone. Uh, always good mobile betting, much more convenient. But for now, if you want to get in contact with us, our Twitter, our handle is at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word and. The email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. Uh, big clashes on Friday night for the Anzac Day games. Keep your eyes open for our free $100 bets to be given away in the pick to score competitions. Thank you to sportingbet.com. So, uh, Good times, enjoy your long weekend, have a few beers, and uh, as always, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on, give us more, give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it?
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.